1: So, I'm not sure how many of you remember, um, a while back when I was preaching, I actually put a plug in the fact that at some point in time, we were going to be doing an emotion series, and I was hoping that I would get the topic of speaking on the emotion of fear. And well, I think Pastor RJ felt obligated and uh, gave me the privilege of speaking on fear. You know, the reason why I... I, um, felt so passionate about it, is my the very, very first message that I ever, ever preached um, during a time of incredible insecurity in my own life and, and um, recognizing that there was a call on my life for ministry. Um, I just didn't, didn't ever think that it was going to be preaching ministry. Um, but the pastor of my church at that time, he said, Larry, we have to test this. He says, if you have a calling for ministry, we have to know if it's genuine or not. And he pulls out his agenda and he, he schedules me to preach this message. Uh, I think it was about two months later. And I was scared spitless. He didn't tell me what I was going to be preaching on or anything like that. But I decided that I may as well preach on an emotion that I had, which was fear. And uh, I did. And interestingly, the day comes and I am just shaking in my boots and as I'm walking up the, the stairs to the, to, the, uh, to the pulpit, I tripped and I fell. And the people, I was in my home church where I grew up, which makes it even worse. But as I, as I fell and my pages go spewing out in front of me, I heard people snickering behind me. And that elevated my level of fear. But then to make matters worse, as tears well up in my eyes, I'm looking at my pages which I did not put page numbers to, I quickly realized that they weren't in order. And I couldn't figure out how to put them in order. And as, I'm, as I get up to the pulpit, I'm crying out to God, Lord, I can't do this. I need you. And I'm not, a, I'm not a person who tells jokes. Some pastors, some preachers, they just, they like to tell jokes. That's not me. And so without, you know, knowing where it came from, this joke came to my head about fear, which I told Everybody burst out laughing, and my spirit just, a, a calm came over me. And, and without using my notes, uh, I was able to deliver the message. And it was the beginning of a process of God restoring in me a sense of confidence and overcoming the element of fear. And, you know, fear is an emotion that, that we all deal with. Is there anybody here who does not suffer with some form of fear? I don't see any hands. You know, we all do. It's a God-given emotion. But if I was to ask the question, how many of you at times give in to the emotion of fear and allow it to control you or to cause a change in the, in the way you live that affects the pleasure of life. I'm seeing a lot of hands now. You know, this is the reality. It's amazing the number of fears that they have actually identified. And, um, you know, it's, it's also interesting how the timing of when these fears come upon us sometimes. You know, whenever you're in a, in a group setting and um, like church or some kind of a Bible conference, girl time, sovereign or something like that, And the Holy Spirit is really digging in and and, and, um, speaking to you. All of a sudden, your phone rings, and there's that distraction. Do you know that some people have a fear of being away from your phone for too long? Do you know what that's called? That's called nomophobia. And the only way I can remember it is no more phone. But anyways, fear is a real thing. Perhaps there's some people here who have you know, come for the first time, and it's taken you a long time to get here, and uh, you may have had ecclesiophobia, which is the fear of church. And um, because of that, you know, well, what are they going to, they, they're going to want my money, or, or, or what are they going to tell me? Um, what are they, they going to make me do? And, and so, you know, when we give in to those fears, we allow something to penetrate into our mind that, that kind of is an alarm. Danger, danger, danger. Um, um, how about this one? Homolophobia. Does anybody know what that one is? The fear of sermons. And I promise, I, I, I'm going to try not to be too preachy this morning. I mean, for anybody who knows me, you know that I like to tell stories, so I'll be telling some personal stories. But how about this one? sophophobia no, hang on. Sophophobia. Sophophobia, the fear of learning. Does anybody have the fear of learning? (laughs) My wife put up her hand. (laughs) I love you, dear. (laughs) You know, at the church here, we offer all kinds of classes. The purpose of these classes are actually to benefit you, to bring success in your spiritual walk. Anyways, okay. So, but, um, you know, we have classes that are taking place right now. Um, there's the Undercover class, there's the Vision class. In the first service, we have the Connect class. But on Wednesdays, and I want to encourage you, if you haven't been coming to the Wednesday classes, I encourage you to come out. Um, there's a, in, at the info center. there's a tri tri-fold, uh, trifold folder, or whatever you want to call it, that has a detailed description of all the classes that are going on right now, as well, at the very on the last page or second last page there's even a list of classes that you can expect to be coming after the next encounter which is going to be in the beginning of october and so if you have a phobia of learning and even if you don't take a, take the take the opportunity and attend some of these classes you know my first experience with fear was very, very young, that I remember anyway, I had a fear of the darkness. And especially being in the dark alone. Sharing a bedroom with my brothers when I was really young, they couldn't go to sleep with the lights on, and I couldn't go to sleep with the lights off, so it really created a problem. And I remember lying in bed awake, just terrified. And, um, and I don't know if that's the root fear in my life, but something that I've learned in all my research and studying about fear is that there's often a fear, a root fear, that if not addressed and, and confronted, will actually breed and give birth to many, many other fears. Um, also, along with that, sometimes we find it, it's more comfortable to address the secondary fears in our life, it, you know, because that one fear is just so strong, we just try to ignore it. And so we'll spend time trying to overcome some of the secondary fears, but they keep coming back. They keep coming back to haunt us. And, you know, unless you hit that primary fear in your life head on, um, you'll struggle with fear all your life. In grade two, I can't remember if it was just before going into grade two or just after, but anyway, somewhere around that time, uh, I remember going on a camping trip with my family, and um, in this camping trip, we were in uh, White Shell National Park uh, on the Manitoba border to Ontario. And um, we had gone for a hike, and I was always in front of my dad and my brothers and everybody else that was along with us. But I can remember on that one instance, my dad hollers out, says, Larry, stop! Don't move! Just stand still! And, and I stop, I stand still, and... Um, In a short period of time out of the corner of my eye I see a black bear coming out of the bush and he walked about five feet in front of me but you know the interesting thing you know I can hear like oh you know there's there's fear the thought of fear rises up in your minds but you know in that moment I felt the emotion of fear but to be honest I wasn't really afraid You know, you may say, oh, he's just telling a story, but my dad actually took a picture of this bear crossing right in front of me. And, um, but he just walked by, and I stood as still as a pillar. And uh, he didn't, he left me alone, he, she, I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't stop to check. (laughs) But the bear walked by. And you know, I'm convinced, thinking of that moment, you know, why wasn't I afraid? I, I mean, people are afraid of dogs. People are afraid of, of cats, of spiders, um, and I think, well, that's silly, but everybody's fear to them is real. It's real, and you can never minimize it. That was my first uh, issue. No, no, I'm getting nervous here. Fear setting in, it is not. But you know, my dad was present. And because my dad was present, I felt calm. In grade three, I had a teacher that, in one situation, I don't know exactly why, but she said to me, at least this is what I remember hearing, and, you know, you will never amount to anything. And that was the beginning of many, many fears in my life. Um, Because of that moment, the fear called atachophobia, Forgive me if I'm not pronouncing it right for anybody who's really good with that kind of a thing. But the fear of never amounting to anything. And as a result of that also came the fear of rejection, the fear of public speaking. Anybody have the fear of speaking in public? Oh yeah, a lot of hands. Do you know that the fear of of speaking in public is actually rated as the number one fear of all people, ahead of the fear of death? And, and, you know, I truly believe that perhaps the reason why that is is because we fear what's in front of us, and we don't often think of dying, but in the moment of death, the fear of death is extremely prominent. If I was to ask somebody who's on, in the hospital bed with a, you know, with a fatal injury of some sort, the fear of dying is probably greater than the fear of speaking in public in that moment. Um... But you know, in all of that as well, um, I developed a fear called Stygiophobia. Stigi- Does anybody know what that is? We all do, right? Uh, the fear of hell. And because of the fear of hell, I actually remember making a commitment to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in my life, which is ironic because the fear was what drove me to Jesus. I also had a fear of not being worthy. I was more afraid that Jesus would never be pleased with me, and it drove me to do, to do, to do, to give more, to do more, because I never experienced the love of Jesus Christ relationally. My worth came. By what I did, and I could never do enough. Does anybody identify with some of these fears? Do you know, thinking about your fears, I want to ask you just for a brief moment, close your eyes, thinking about your specific fears, close your eyes, and then picture. Jesus Christ walking into your room. You know that song that we sang, the last song? When he walks into the room, everything changes. The fears in my life just dissipate. When Jesus walks in, everything changes. You know, our understanding of fear, it actually comes down to two understandings. Number one, who is God to me? And number two, who am I or who is Christ in me? Who am I in Christ and who is Christ in me? Because, you know, fear is a result of sin. Do you know when the first example of fear is? right after Adam and Eve sinned by eating the fruit, the forbidden fruit, God comes back to the garden looking for them, and Adam says, I was afraid because we were naked. Who told you you were naked? They didn't know beforehand. They were in fellowship, in worship with Jesus Christ, or with God, You know, in Isaiah 8, 11 to 13, it reads, and this is a warning to us. The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. He said, don't call everything a conspiracy like they do, and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Fear was obviously dominating and controlling the majority of the people. And, and Isaiah is saying, don't, don't be afraid like them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. You know, in verse 13, it says, he is the one that's holy. You're, consider him holy. That means to have great respect and reverence for. When in times of fear, we often get so overwhelmed by our circumstances that we forget to honor our Creator. You know, isn't this what Peter did when he was walking on the water? In that moment, when he was in the boat and and the disciples saw this ghost and he realized that it's it's Jesus, he says, Lord, if it's you, ask me to come out on the water to you. And he says, come. Come. Peter, just without thinking, obviously he didn't have fear of death because he jumps out on the water and he starts walking on the water. I mean, I'm not sure about you, but like I would be, yeah, I'm not sure about this. I would be testing to make sure that the water was somehow transformed to glass or something. But no fear. He jumps out and he starts walking. And his eyes are on Jesus in that moment, no fear, but then all of a sudden, maybe he gets a splash splash from the wave on the side of his face, circumstances begin to address him, and he gets distracted, and he looks around and he says, what am I doing? I can't do this! And the fear causes him to drown. He honored the circumstance above the Creator. Do you see what we do when we fear? We, we either allow fear to dominate us and we bring God down to our level, or we address the fear, we confront the fear, and allow Him to bring us up to His level. I'm going to ask the drama team to come out right now um, They've got a a skit that they'd like to share with you. Oh,
0: Oh, no, 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 this is bad. This is really bad. Oh, my gosh. I was afraid this was going to happen. Why did I touch that glass? Why are you freaking out? It's just spilled milk. That you'll need another glass? No! Oh, my greatest fear has come upon me at this very moment. I'm going to be judged. No one's going to be judging you. Oh, yes! (laughs) don't (gasps) (gasps) Oh. <gasps> oh. oh. <gasps> I've ruined the life of my very own seed. Well, my children will grow up to become a generation of milk spillers. Really? <laughs> and they will be a burden on society. And it's my fault to reverse this curse. But it was, an, it was an accident. No! I I am the accident here.
1: <laughs> you know, we can laugh. It's just spilt milk. And, you know, I, I don't know that there's a phobia for spilt milk, but... Um, You know, it's interesting how the fear can be so controlling that it prohibits our ability to be involved in anything. Colleen, why don't you just come on up? So he got me up
2: here. (laughs) So he got me up here. And... And those of you that know me said I would never do this. And... Um, I was the queen of all fear. I, I said first service. I said I am the queen. I correct myself. I was the queen of all fear. Um, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. Things are coming together. Um, I'm looking at Kirsten. I mean, we went to the states on Friday, and <laughs> I'm a Saskatchewan girl, so. I don't drive in the US. I don't drive in the US. So I was so scared. I was making silly mistakes. <laughs> Anyways, that was just just a side note. But um, back in two- 2016, I took the course Genesis. And um, just a, putting in a plug for Genesis. Good course to take. Anyways. Um, in this process, I, I mean, I discovered a lot of things about myself, but one of the things, obviously, was fear. The fears that I have in my life. And, and during that process, um, I felt like God was speaking to me and saying, Colleen, I would like you to be involved in this course in some way. Um, I want you to be able to facilitate. Well, at that time, I, was, I just pushed it aside because I thought, there's no way that I can do that. There's no way. Um, but this past year, um, I had this conversation with Karen, and she really encouraged me. She encouraged me to, to facilitate the class, and I thought, okay, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead with this. So I faced the fear. I faced the fear, and I went, and I remember the first time... Um, Karen was there with me at my table, and she basically did the first class because I was so scared and anyways, um, the second time I pushed myself forward, and I did it. but I'll tell you those days before Wednesday night, like starting Saturday, when you start to pre- pre- ah, can't talk, prepare for the class, I had Things going through my head. I can't do this. I can't do this. There's no way. I'm going to quit. I, I just can't do this. And, but I push through. And one of the things that um, my table, we purpose to do. I don't know if anybody from my table is here. Um, we purpose to put the truth in our hearts. Because the truth combats lies. And, and so... One of the things that I did was, I have a mirror beside my bed, and I mean, I don't really use it. So I wrote out verses all the way. It's this long, skinny mirror. I wrote out verses. And it's been invaluable in my life. It really has, and I'm going to continue to do it. Because one thing about me is that when I'm nervous about something, I, can't, I, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I can't sleep because I'm just so worried about it. And it happened to me last night. Um, But the good thing is that I turn on the lamp and I go over those verses. And one of the verses that that I've memorized, and yet I feel like I can't say it by memory right now, but in all things, I am more than a conqueror and gain a surpassing victory through him who loves me. Romans 8.37. So that tells me, that I can do things, because in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And, and it tells me too, I'm always trying to do things on my own strength, and that's why I fail. Um, raising our kids, one of the stories that our kids loved, and I remember there was a song about David. I can't remember David and Goliath. I can't remember what it was, but I, I can remember my kids singing it in the back seat. And, you know, he defeated Goliath. And do you think he was scared? I I know I would have been. But he knew who God was in his life. He already had killed a lion. So he knew that he could, that God could do it through him. And, And that's what I'm working on in my life. And I encourage you all to do the same.
1: is paralyzing. It really is. Those who suffer the effects of fear have difficulty accomplishing the purposes that God has for your life. If I was to say that each and every one of you is called to be a disciple-maker I can, I can just imagine already in your minds you're spinning and no, 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 no. I, I can't do that. I can bring people to church but I, I cannot be a disciple maker. And see, this is the element of fear speaking out at you. I have five, five points that I want to share with you. And I've got About five minutes to do it, so point a minute. Rolly, what was the fear of time? Chromophobia. Chromophobia. Now, I do not have chromophobia right now. Point number one, face the fear. Hebrews 10, 38 and 39, I'm reading from the NIV. But my righteous one will live by faith. Do you remember in the Scripture reading that Scott and Bryn uh, read about Peter walking on the water, when, when Jesus reached out to grab Peter's hand after he began to drown because of fear, what did Jesus say to him? Oh, you of little faith, but my righteous one will live by faith, even if it's little faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back, but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved." When we face our fear, I'll give you an example. So I talked about my fear of preaching my first experience, and it originates from the fear of being in front of people, the fear of rejection and and so on. As I forced myself to get up in front of people time and time and time again, every time the thought comes to me, be afraid, I'm there, Uh uh-uh, I will not give that place, that fear a place in my heart. And I can tell you that even to this day, this morning, as I'm sitting there in that chair and mentally processing in my mind my message, there's the little voice of fear that wants to knock. And so, point number two, expect resistance. You know, James 4, verse 7 in the NIV, it says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So, if I resisted the devil, and he has to flee because that's the Word of God, why does he keep coming back? You see, in Luke four thirteen, when Jesus was tempted by Satan... Luke 4:13 says when the devil had finished all this tempting he left him until an opportune time even Jesus was tempted time and time and time again if we are living and growing for Jesus Christ temptation will come the elements of fear will come knocking But we need to choose at that point, are you going to mentally give in to that fear and allow it to control you, or or are you going to stand opposed to that fear and tell it where to go? Point number three, apply the word. 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love, 1 John 4.18. Do you hear what I'm reading here from the Scriptures? Love and fear are almost like opposites. Love casts out fear. Fear prohibits the presence of love. He who obeys my commands, he is the one who loves me. Do you know fear will keep us from being obedient? We cannot effectively show our love to Jesus Christ if we allow fear to dominate our lives. When we push through that fear in serving Jesus Christ. Even though there's that element, that emotion of fear that's coming, that is us pushing back against the fear, and love is able to come in. The spirit of fear cannot occupy the space where love is present. Number four, Recognize the Lord. Know who He is. Do you remember what Colleen said? When you know who God is, there's elements of trust in Him that conquer fear. You see, when we give in to fear, we bring God down to our level. When we overcome fear we go up to his he brings us up to his by giving us the ability to do all things that he has called us to do Isaiah 41:13 says for i hold you by your for i hold you by your right hand i the lord your god and i say to you do not be afraid I am here to help you. What an incredible promise. I am here to help you. And the last one, speak the truth. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That's 2 Kim- Timothy 1.7, the King James Version. Do you know, as we speak out truth, we're making declarations into the atmosphere that linger for eternity. Revelation 12 verse 11 11 also says, and they, being believers, have defeated him, being the devil, Satan, defeated him by the blood of the Lamb. and by their testimony. I'm going to ask the ushers to hand out the communion element. You know, the, the blood of the Lamb is done. It is something that Jesus Christ already did. He did it so that you would not have to have fear, so that you would not be in the bondage to fear. But see, there's another element to that, and this is the element that we have to do. Speak it out. Speak out the truth. There is a truth for every lie. If you are believing that you can't because of something, that is a lie. Paul says, I can do all things. Say it with me. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And it is possible because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross because of the blood of the Lamb. You know, in the Christian life, there's all kinds of peaks and valleys. There's going to be mountaintop experiences and there's going to be valley lows. But you know, as we gain courage, because of our understanding of who God is in our lives, as we gain courage, we are enabled to do the impossible. Impossible here on earth, but nothing is impossible for God. And the very fear that's holding you back from being everything that God has called you to be will dissipate. So on the... Before the cross, Jesus Christ allowed Himself in perfect love, in perfect obedience, He allowed His body to be bruised. He allowed His body to be beaten and He bore His stripes so that we may be healed. And Pastor Kathy in her book goes through all the details of what the cross does and I don't have time for that this morning, but the truth of the matter is, every time we partake of communion. I am reminded of what Jesus Christ did so that I do not need to fear, but I can stand here in front of you in confidence and in boldness of Jesus Christ because I am his child. And so I stand here, Father God, I praise you. Why don't you stand with me? Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your broken body. I thank you for my redemption, for my victory. Jesus' name. And likewise, Father, You allowed Your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and His blood was shed for the forgiveness of my sins. And Father God, I recognize that even still there's times and there's moments that I give in to the fear of something. And so, I ask for Your forgiveness, Lord, that In those times when I give in to fear, I am bringing you down to my level instead of allowing you to raise me up. And I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your shed blood. Lord Jesus, again, I'm reminded and I thank you, I praise you, for you alone are worthy in Jesus' name. May God bless you empower you to live a life of freedom in Him because He alone is worthy. May God bless you.